We're Courtney Gilroy, Gina Quattrochi, and Jordan Strobeck. Our direct sales business brought us together, and it's our full lives as six-figure mom entrepreneurs that bring us here to share all of our best experiences and education with other moms building their social selling empires during nap time. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Social Selling Collective, the podcast. Hey, social sellers, we're going to dive into the episode in 20 seconds. But first, we wanted to say we hear you and we have something so exciting to share with you. We are officially announcing that the Social Selling Club is now open. The Social Selling Club is a virtual community membership filled with fresh monthly trainings, a live Q&A call with us, our other special guests, and a private app filled with like-minded social selling go-getters just like you and more. So if you've been thinking, I love my team, but I need more support than I'm currently getting, or I need ongoing guidance on what tasks to do to actually get and stay profitable in this business, or I'm ready to start making real money already, or you've been wanting to invest, but haven't been financially able to yet, then this brand new virtual membership community, the Social Selling Club, is for you. And we're raffling off an annual membership, normally $297, for free to one of our podcast listeners here this summer. If the Social Selling Collective podcast has helped you at all, please take a minute to support the show by downloading the episode and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help us spread the word about this podcast and we read each and every single one. And when you do, you'll automatically get entered into the raffle for this annual membership to the Social Selling Club. We'll announce the winner on Instagram at Social Selling Collective. So make sure to give us a follow there to see that you won. At any time, you can learn more about the club by visiting socialsellingcollective.com slash club. And for now, back to the show. Welcome back, Social Sellers. Did you know that email has one of the highest conversion rates in online marketing? And that 72% of people prefer to consume information via email than on social media. Now, don't get us wrong. Social media is an incredible invitation to your business brand. But if you've never considered email marketing before, then take it from us in that statistic. You could be leaving money on the table by not using email in your marketing strategy. So if you've maybe dabbled with email inconsistently or you aren't feeling so confident in your strategy... Fear not. This episode is your quick start guide to simple email marketing for your social selling business. And for our listeners who have been in the email game for a while, still stick around because we've got some goodies on how to up-level your email marketing if you're checking all of those quick start boxes. So let's get right into it and start with why email marketing can be so important. Yes. Okay. One phrase slash sentence for you all. And don't ever forget it. It doesn't matter what kind of business you are building. This sentence, this phrase is so important. Okay, here it is. Don't build your house on rented land. Ooh, say it again. Build your house (laughs) on rented land. Okay, what does that mean? It means you need to have a way to capture people's emails because when you capture people's email addresses, you then have the ability to build and nurture those relationships via email. What is the rented land that I'm talking about? That's social media. 
Okay. You do not own Instagram. You don't own Facebook. You don't own Pinterest. You don't own Twitter. So they can change the algorithm. They can shut you down and you would never have an opportunity to connect with your community. But when you capture emails, you then own those emails, right? That individual is giving you permission to email them, to build and nurture that relationship so that if you ever change your email service provider or you launch a challenge or there's a, you know, a massive sale or there's new product or whatever, they have given you permission to email them. But so many social sellers just rely on Instagram or a private Facebook group or whatever to actually communicate to nurture those relationships. And the problem with that is there might be some great sales conversions with that. It's a great visibility tactic. But at the end of the day, you don't own those platforms. And so you're really building that house, that foundation of that house on rented land. And that can absolutely come back to bite you. And I just want to share a quick story with this. My business coach in the last week had her Instagram swiped from underneath her. She had over 30,000 followers. She was incredibly visible and magnetic on the Instagram platform. And for no rhyme or reason, it was completely disabled. And it had been weeks and weeks and she still was not able to get it back. Nobody responded from Instagram, nothing. No idea why this happened. So she had to start a brand new account. And she literally said in her first post, if this isn't a sign from the universe that I should have been capturing the emails and nurturing those emails, I don't know what is. Oh, wow. That is powerful, right? Mm -hmm. That is so incredibly powerful. And I really appreciate that story because I will admit personally that I was a slow mover on this. I was a slow mover to do the email game. And so I've really just learned like to Jordan's point about just having a solid foundation. And I think that when you're building a social selling business, your foundation has to be deep rooted with strong foundation. What I mean by that is in this industry, I believe that you have to do a little bit of everything. You don't have to do a lot of everything, but it's important to hit people from each and every angle possible to really meet everyone where they are in moderation, of course, but wherever that may be. And I think email is an imperative one to do that. So I find that if you're going to quote unquote social sell, you really need to hit all the main targets. And so here are the main targets that I think are important. I know we're specifically talking about email today, but I think that we got to do them all, right? I think you got to play the social media game to an extent. I think you need to get in person if possible. Of course, we're recording at the time of rocky times with COVID. But individual reach outs via text and call, which I know seems a little (laughs) antiquated. And email. Email is such a powerful tool. And of course, all of these things you can do in moderation. Figure out which one you like the most and you can spend more time there. Like I know, Jordan, I know your business coach spent a heavy amount on social media. And so maybe that's your strength. But you still need to capture the people that love email. I love that. And I do want to say one thing though, Gina, to that, it's that there's a much higher conversion rate on email. So if you are strong in social media, you can always take those social media posts and repurpose them into an email because the algorithm may only show 3 to 6% of your audience 
that one post. Mm -hmm. But if you're repurposing that power post in an email that's going out to your subscribers, the open rate, what's the current open rate, Courtney, right now? A good open rate is around like 40-50%. Right. So do you see the difference? 3 to 6% on Instagram at the time of this recording versus what Courtney said, upwards of 40%. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I actually think that the visibility on Instagram is less than 3%. Wow. Yeah. To both of your points, you need to look at something like email marketing as an insurance policy for all of the work that you're doing and putting into putting this value out while you can absolutely make such great and personable connections on social media. That could all be for naught if you then lose all the ways to continue those connections. And you're like, look at all the time that you would have burned. So I love what you said too, Jordan, about repurposing it. It doesn't have to be complicated in order to be effective. Just consider this. And so I'd love for us to start moving into the step by step of how to really just get started on this and keep it simple and do something that puts that insurance policy in your business. And so step one is to get a business only email address. So you just want to dedicate an inbox specific to your social selling company. And this is so that you're keeping your business and your personal emails separate. And so if you've been operating out of your personal account for a while, totally okay. But just convert that one to being maybe 100% your business account and create a fresh personal account. You don't have to make it complicated. Just move in the direction of one or the other. And you can grab a free Gmail account. Don't have to do anything super fancy. But what this allows is for you to just keep all of those important conversations to nurture in one bucket and keep your bills, your subscriptions, whatever in another. And it is also really great for productivity that way. And then when you're ready to upgrade, say you've been doing email and stuff for a while, you can buy a domain name to have a more branded name attached to your email. So you could do something like Courtney at socialsellingcollective.com by going to Google Domains. And for like $15 for the year, you can own your .com name. So you can just personally brand that. Then you can pay about $5 a month to keep that operating. And there's a whole other host of benefits that we won't get into today. But that's how to do an up level. So step one, get that business only email address for your productivity and keeping everything separate. And then... Step two would be to sign up for a free email service provider. And so this is different than an email address. So your email address is like your name, who you are showing up. But the email service provider is kind of like your big address book online. And it's what allows you to send out one big broadcast out to your list. And it keeps that list organized for you. And so this is really important because you'll have a place to organize that engagement. And you can start with something free. I know, Jordan, you use Flowdesk, I think, right? I do. So I actually started with MailChimp, which I think under 500 contacts is free. Flowdesk is not free. I actually had a 50% off discount code. So I pay about $19 a month for it. This is at the time of the recording. I don't know if that's gone up or not. So the problem with MailChimp, and I'll just say a couple things here. So number one, I felt like MailChimp, although it was free, it was sort of a clunky design. And I didn't feel like the templates really looked pretty. And that was important to me. The aesthetic of that actual delivery of that email was important. So my virtual assistant recommended that I switched over to Flowdesk. She really loved that email service provider. And I have to say, it is so easy. 
And the email designs are so simple yet so attractive. And it's just, I'm not techie. And so I needed something that really didn't require a big learning curve. And like I said, I, I do pay for it on a monthly basis. But again, it's where I communicate with my clients. And so it's money in my perspective, well spent, but it is not free. I do want to say though, because I think it's really, really important that there's a big con of this. If you are looking for a place to communicate with your team, I do not recommend Flowdesk because I cannot upload my team every single month. And here's why. Basically, when it comes to an email service provider, you have to get an opt-in from that individual that they are essentially approving the fact that you're going to communicate with them via email. Okay, So you have to get what we call a consent, right? And a lot of email service providers do double consent. So maybe they go and they, you know, sign up for your email, but then they get an email that basically requires one more time. Are you sure you really want to, you know, sign up for Jordan Strobeck's emails? So when you have a team that's changing every month, I have individuals coming into my team and then I have individuals compressing out of my team every single month. I cannot upload or make those changes because for how big my team is now, there's way too many people to actually get consent with. And so if you're looking to use this from a team communication perspective, and you have a large team, there's really no way that you're going to be able to make this work. So I did want to say that because a big reason I went with Flowdesk was to communicate with my team and I cannot communicate with them via email there anymore. So important to note. Now, I do have a little bit of a workaround. So what I've done is I've created the templates for my team to communicate with my team in Flowdesk. I send it to myself. It sends automatically out of the system. So I still have these beautiful templated emails with important information. And what I do is I basically just forward that on, but I take the forward out. So it looks like it's just one email. And then in Gmail, I'll CC or BCC my downlines or whoever it applies to. So that is a workaround or you don't have to do a Flowdesk template. You can always just use good old Gmail or whatever email you're using if you need to communicate with your team. But I love just having the aesthetic of it. I think it's it's pretty. And so the Ford on has worked as a great workaround for, for me when it comes to this. And there may be other email service providers that don't require you to get for whatever reason, drop your team in via via CSV or an Excel file. And they don't require that double opt-in for every member on your team when that list changes. So you can definitely look for that. But for Flowdesk, a lot of our leaders have been sort of cut out of that. So I just wanted to make reference to that. Awesome. Well, that's so helpful. And I I think that for people who care so much about a clean, simple visual, Flowdesk really is an incredible way to broadcast out for your clients. You know, the easiest way to give them information only helps that information then translate really well. One other thing I I love about Flowdesk, if you're sending a newsletter to your clients is it's really simple if you do make like one pretty template to duplicate it month after month so that it can just be a passive, easy thing for you to jump in there, change any updates that need to happen. I love to do like product demos. And so I'll upload a video into Flowdesk so I think that's a great way still to reach your clients and and show them sort of how your products or services work. That's awesome. And so let's move into step 3 because you're doing this work on the back end to create a clean, beautiful, simple way to share things like product demos and communicate with your team. And we know that by law you do have to give get people's permission to get their email addresses. You can't just like blindly collect them. 
So let's talk about giving people a way to get on the email list. What do you guys do to get people there? Oh, I love this one. So you want to create a freemium. Okay, it's called a freemium or an opt-in. What does that mean? It means that in exchange for their email, you are going to give them something free. So the opt-ins I have right now are a 10-day self-care challenge. And then the other free opt-in or the freemium I offer is 10 reasons to build a business you love. Okay. So your freemium should offer your ideal client something of value. Think about who you're serving. What are her goals? What are her desires? What are her pain points? And how does your freemium provide this value or simplify her life? So you want to think about how you can create a freemium around this. And again, as an exchange for their email address, you would love to provide this value to this person. So so really, really important to helping getting people on your email list. I love the freemium idea. That is such a great idea. I think like offering something like that is an amazing, amazing thing to do. I also think it can be super simple. Like I love to just start with my language. I love to make people feel special. Remember that this is another service that you provide. You're adding value to your client. So you can use phrases like, would you like to get on my VIP list? Or, hey, sign up for my email list so you can get first access to our newest products or hot new deals. Or, you know, you can make it enticing and exciting and encourage them to opt in that way. I think it's also just like a play on our language and how we're offering and making them feel special. And like, this is an additional service that I provide when you shop with me. And it can be something just that simple. And again, to Jordan's point, you just, you really need to provide value. You need to create an urgency for them to get on, whether that's through a freemium or, you know, if it is language like get on my VIP list or we have a new product launching, you know, that kind of thing. And then once you've got them in, you have to provide incredible value so that they don't unsubscribe, right? You want to make sure that you're always giving them something to keep them coming back. Gina, I love that you pointed out the importance of language. And that segues really nicely into step number four, which is promoting that opt-in offer. You can build it, but your people need to know that the offer exists. So let's talk about encouraging people to take advantage of that offer. Gina, you just mentioned urgency. but yeah, let's talk about how do you get people to say yes. So one way that I found to be really, really successful is to do some kind of challenge around whatever you're offering. So I had given the example that I have a 10-day self-care challenge. So maybe I'm promoting that on social media. I'm promoting that in my groups. I'm promoting that everywhere, right? Outside of email, because I'm trying to get them into email. And what I'm saying is in order for you to participate, you need to go ahead and subscribe here. I'm going for the next 10 days going to be walking you through our 10-day self-care challenge. Or it could be whatever. Maybe you sell clean skincare and makeup or clean hair care. And maybe you just do a a 10-day clean living challenge, right? So for every day, I'm going to help you clean up your environment or make safer, healthier choices. And then you walk them through it each day for 10 days, or maybe you just send one you know, PDF that has all 10 days there. But in order for them to participate, the point is they have to opt into your email series in order to be a part of it. 
Challenges are an amazing way to build that list. They provide value. They provide community. People love challenges. And so the other thing that I love to do in addition to posting about it on social media or wherever I'm showing up in the world is to ask your existing base to promote it for you. So challenges are great because it's like, hey, don't just do this alone. Grab two friends. There's strength in numbers. There's strength in accountability. Do the challenge together. So now you're taking that existing base. You're asking them to promote it for you. And now your reach has just tripled. I love that so much. That's such a great idea. And I'll just kind of even piggyback on that a little bit because I think whatever you do, go for it. I think one of the things that I've done really well in this business is I do a lot of hand-holding. So what I mean by that is even getting somebody to subscribe to your email list. I just want you to think about the transaction. We say a lot here at the Social Selling Collective that it takes 5 to 8 touch points before you get a sale. And that's actually true with any kind of transaction. So if you're wanting people to opt in, you have to constantly sort of remind them, right? Because we are all busy. We're all busy and we are consuming so much information all the time. And so, yeah, they might see your initial, you know, let's call it social media if, if that's where you're going to reach people and you say, hey, join my 10 day challenge. Well, guess what? They might have intentions to sign up for your challenge, but then they forget about it or they got busy or they got distracted or a kid called their name or whatever it may be. So I think it's just really important to be consistent and have a good runway. Like if you are doing this 10-day challenge that starts on you know September 1st or whatever, to really be consistent at the invitation and letting them know where they can sign up easily and adding that additional hand-holding so that they know how and where to sign up even if they forget or got busy, right? (laughs) So I think like just showing up consistently and making sure that your audience knows that you have a newsletter, knows that you're running this new challenge, knows that this new product's coming out and you're giving a giveaway when you opt into my newsletter or whatever it may be. And then I just... I love Jordan's point too about if you have loyal clients and customers, you definitely want to ask for those referrals, even if it is getting... you know Sharing your newsletter with their friends and then rewarding them, enticing them with a reward. I'd love if you share my newsletter you know, with a friend, I'd love to reward you with X, Y, and Z. I think it's just a great way to thank them for basically supporting your business. These are all such great points. And Jordan, you said earlier that there's so much strength in the numbers when it comes to doing something like putting out that consistent invitation, like Gina was just saying. And and that's true. There is strength in numbers, but you're also providing a valuable thing. And so I think sometimes the limiting belief can come up here where you're like, gosh, am I being like too pushy? Like I keep asking all these people, didn't I just like say this about this promotion or, you know, whatever, right? And this is a really key pivotal moment for you in your marketing, whether it's email or anything, where you have to remind yourself, I'm providing value. And it's true. That 10-day self-care challenge could really put some sort of impactful change in someone's life. That's valuable, right? So you have to make sure... Just like a mental note here, I'm going to remind myself to push through and, and know the value. And consistency is key. We talk about that all the time. And that takes us right into step 5 here, which is picking a cadence that you can stick to when it comes to your email marketing. So maybe it's once a month to start. That's great. 
over time, you can increase your frequency or add increasing value, layer it into what you're already putting out, but build the habit of consistency first and then expand upon whatever you're putting in the emails after. I love that, Court. And here's the deal. I think it's really important to be a person of your word. So if you're going to say that you're going to be emailing them monthly at 3 p.m. on Tuesdays, really to make sure that you're honoring that. And as you become consistent with that, maybe you layer on every other week and then maybe it becomes weekly. The point is that when you communicate that you're going to show up, really make sure that you're actually showing up. Yeah. And I love that. And I'll just like piggyback really quickly because I, I'm big on the monthly cadence because that's really manageable for me. And I'll just remind you guys what I mentioned earlier. For example, in Flowdesk, you can create a beautiful template. It can be really simple. It can be like a highlight of this month. It can be a tip from me and it can be whatever offers are going on in your company. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. But for me, it was all about creating something that was really duplicatable because Email was just something that I was letting go by the wayside because I it was like a, a struggle. So when I finally created a great template that I could duplicate month after month and I could, you know, copy paste, plug and play, it was super easy. And then I was able to consistently get that out monthly. Keep it simple. And to take it full circle, I'm gonna wrap us up here with the very key reminder to not build your house on rented land. Email marketing sounds a lot more complicated than it needs to be. But there are 5 simple steps that you can get started on and it will not take you hours and hours. I mean, maybe even an hour tops on this. And it can be so impactful because again, 72% of people prefer to consume information on email than social media. So meet the people where they want to learn from you at. So step one was to get a business-only email address. Give yourself something that separates your business out so you can communicate clearly in an inbox. Step two is to sign up for a free email service provider so that you can make those beautiful, simple, duplicatable templates that Gina was just talking about and communicate with both your client list and your team. Step three is give people a way to get onto that email list on that service provider. So get that permission. And be sure, step four, to promote that opt-in offer. Remind people that this offer exists and there's so much value if they take advantage of it. Remind people that there's value in sharing the value with their friends and customers and build your referral base from this. And step five is to pick the cadence that you can stick to. Keep the promise to yourself that you're going to keep this simple, that you're not going to build your house on rented land, that you're going to deliver value in whatever way and make sure you're honoring that. And when you do, your email marketing can become such a lead generation staple of your social selling business. So if you loved this episode, we would love to hear about it. Please drop a comment, rating and review in Apple Podcasts to let us know more of what you want to hear around email marketing or other quick start guides because we want to deliver. And be sure to download this episode and share it with your social selling teams. This one's worth a few listens and some note taking. So thank you so much for listening, social sellers. We'll catch you next time. 
This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. If you're ready for more, then you're invited to join us inside the Social Selling Club, our membership community for women in direct sales looking to up-level both business and life. As part of the club, you'll receive three social selling business trainings a month, plus a live coaching call with us, your collective coaches. And most importantly, you're building your own social selling network of like-minded, motivated women for friendships, collaboration, and accountability. You can join us now for less than a dollar a day. So come on over. You can sit with us. Find us at socialsellingcollective.com slash club to sign up right now. We hope you loved what you heard here today. Thank you for choosing to be here. We'll see you next time and inside of the Social Selling Club.